Hello there, it's Charlie O'Shields back with another episode of Sketching Stuff. Often one of the most challenging things about showing up to sketch and paint each day is finding inspiration, that core feeling that fuels me and gets me excited to create something. It's always there, but some days it can feel a bit muted. Instead of an excited feeling, I feel a bit daunted or even lost as to what to do next. My solution is always the same. Instead of waiting for inspiration to strike me, I just start sketching. I know that each little scribble that I make will shake loose some idea that will turn a feeling that's a bit humdrum into something fun and exhilarating. I take the same approach with the stories that accompany my sketches. These are the very same stories that make up this podcast. I just start by rambling on to see what ideas come out that day. I don't have a particular message that I begin with, but instead a feeling. I write about how I feel during my art journey and about the memories the things that I'm sketching make appear. What you're listening to on this podcast is an art journey as it happens. It's my hope that you'll find something in my journey to inspire yours, or just a little something to play in the background while you set about transforming your next blank page. So join me now for some more Dreams in Watercolor. Welcome to Sketching Stuff, a collection of stories sketched from life. Colorful Nature For a prompt of Finch once, I couldn't decide which color of Finch to sketch, so I just sketched three of them in primary colors. Birds are one of my favorite things to sketch, so I figured a trio would be a good option for this one. Nature always paints with a beautifully colorful palette, particularly when it comes to birds. The weather has been sunny here lately, and so it's been a treat to get out for walks. I always find myself scanning the grass and staring into the trees, often looking for little creatures that might be hiding there. There seems to be an abundance of bunnies this year, and they're fun to watch scampering around. Also, I'm always on the hunt for interesting ways of portraying light, shadow, and color. When it comes to color mixing, all of my ideas come from nature. Even though I tend to use a brighter, more colorful palette than a perfectly natural one, the color concepts are all borrowed directly from the expertly crafted combinations found in nature. One thing that I've adored lately is just looking out of the window and seeing so much sunshine. It's been very motivating and I feel like I'm getting more things done. That said, I'm terribly behind on many things, but I'm starting to get caught up again. Still, I can't help but smile when I look outdoors. There was actually a little bird sitting on the railing just outside the window today. It wasn't a finch, but some other small bird, who was very curious as to what was happening inside the house. It kept cocking its head a little as it peered in the window and didn't seem bothered at all by the tall man sitting just a few feet away, feverishly typing. I stopped for a moment and we just stared at one another, which is all one can do unless they speak bird. We were an unlikely pair indeed, but I like to believe that something was communicated as we silently apprised each other. It was quite a lovely little moment. Times today seem rather turbulent, so tiny moments like that mean even more. Just a brief pause from all of the chaos to enjoy something evergreen and beautiful. Indeed, that's always been how I have approached my art. I just doodle bits of everyday happiness, hoping that my posts will go out into the world and make another person smile. I don't know how to fix the world, but I do know that more smiles can never be a bad thing. 
I think the more beauty we can share with the world, the more it might remember how to be beautiful. And as another day passes, I'll turn another page in my sketchbook. Once again, I'll grab some ink and watercolor and transform a bit of paper into something that looks a bit like art. Time will stand still, and I'll be back inside my own little world, reminded that it's a very lovely thing indeed to have a naturally colorful nature. Cheese Lovers for a prompt of cheese once, I immediately thought of just how much I adore cheese. So I threw in a couple of happy mice as proxies to model my joy when it comes to this amazing food. In truth, there's almost no type of cheese I don't like, and I adore trying all different kinds. I mentioned before that Philippe and I have a dedicated cheese drawer, and this is my favorite place in our refrigerator. Though I love cheese with just some crackers or by itself, I can't deny that I also like it when it's added to any dish. As a kid, I was an addict when it came to mac and cheese, and this is something I still love as an adult. Though compared to the kind I ate from the little blue boxes, the version that Philippe makes would definitely be considered gourmet by comparison. When I was growing up, I ate lots of American cheese, and this isn't really cheese at all, but instead a pasteurized processed cheese product, since it's cheaper to make. These days, I just stick with the real stuff. Oftentimes, Philippe and I will get a variety of cheeses and make a cheese board. One would think we do this because we're having several people over for dinner or to entertain, but we very often just do it to entertain ourselves and celebrate whatever we choose to make up as a reason in the moment. Around the holidays, we've splurged before to get the pricier imported cheeses. This isn't something we can do all of the time, so it's truly a special treat. I bought Philippe a little kit one year to make cheese, but he only tried making a goat cheese once and we didn't quite have the right ingredients, so it didn't turn out as planned. We might try it again, but we quickly realized that eating cheese is way more fun than making it anyway. During the summer months, though, we just eat fewer things in general, so a simple slice of Irish cheddar works to cure our cheese cravings. This afternoon, we were wondering what to have for lunch, so we had some ham slices in the fridge, and I suggested we have a hot ham and cheese sandwich. Philippe looked at me like I'd uttered completely incomprehensible words and just stared at me blankly. I repeated it as though he hadn't heard, but as it turned out, he had never simply heard of such a thing ever being made. He asked me how to make it, and I had to admit that when I was growing up, it was more often grilled bologna and cheese. This made his lip curl in a way one might see after drinking a bit of spoiled milk. But to his credit, he gave it a go, and we had our hot ham and cheese sandwiches. I thought they were delicious, and he thought they were quite edible, which was not really the same level of praise. Indeed, my taste in cheese has become more elevated while being with him, but I can't deny I still love the same things I had as a kid. Either way, like little mice, I'm rather happy to be one of those lifelong cheese lovers. Crafty Memories for a prompt of buttons once, my mind went back in time to when I was a kid. My mother was quite crafty, and I remember her sewing room was always filled with lots of wonderful things, from jars of various buttons to that little tomato pincushion I always found so fascinating. 
There were so many bolts of fabric in various colors and patterns that adorned the shelves along the walls. She could consistently take the most unexpected things and put them together to produce something new and amazing. Though I did attempt sewing and other crafts as a kid, I could never quite produce the wondrous things that she would make. But it gave me a lifelong love of making things from scratch that I still enjoy today via my little sketchbook. Though I might not be able to sew on a button properly, I can at least sketch them now. And this brought back so many lovely memories of a time that feels both long ago and like it was only yesterday. As I grew up, my mother and I teamed up on many different projects. I would come up with an idea and she would make it appear. This worked really well while I was doing theater as she helped me create many of my costumes. And of course, I could become whatever I wanted at Halloween as she masterfully transformed me into the latest popular character. That caught my fancy that year. I don't have any of those costumes today, although it would be fun to see them again. Nor do I have the denim shirt that she lovingly added parrots to via beautifully executed hand embroidery. Yeah, I always had a thing for birds. Not that those shirts would fit me now, of course, but I remember them quite vividly. It wasn't the latest fashion or some label that the other kids were wearing those days, but there's something truly special about getting an item made by hand that makes every memory burn a bit brighter. Now, as an adult, I fully credit my mother for the creative journey that I set upon. Though I didn't make things all of my career, I've always had a creative job directing others who make lovely things. I really can't imagine a life where I wasn't constantly in the presence of seeing new things appear. It's why I adore my art journey and love seeing all of the things that our community creates. There are so many beautiful bits of art and crafts that are created each and every day. It takes me back to when I was a kid. Those days where making something new didn't seem like some unique moment. It just felt like living a lovely life. Indeed, I think that the act of making something can create a happier life for everyone. No matter what you love to make, just keep right on making it. And I'm quite happy to have a mother who taught me how to live a creative life as I keep making those crafty memories. Wise Eyes for a prompt of Al once, I was running really far behind on things and had almost no time at all to make a sketch. But owls are rather fascinating and fun creatures to create, so I jumped in to give one a try. Some days this is a really cool thing because I rather like the outcome of my fast little 30 minute sketch. It's a lot looser than the ones I tend to overwork because I have a few extra minutes to fuss over things. Give me those minutes and I'll take them, but sometimes just quickly doodling and going for it yields something rather interesting as well. And if you also love to splash watercolor paint and or draw, I hope you'll join me for my monthly doodle wash challenges. It's so much fun to draw and paint together. This is a chance to bring everyone together to paint beauty, color, and hope. Let's make a positive difference in the world with our art and inspire each other each and every day along the way. I have to admit that I'm rather exhausted. My schedule was a bit too booked for one person to complete, yet I managed to get almost everything done. I was a flurry of motion this afternoon, trying to take calls and get all of my 
day job work done, and then an even faster flurry in the evening trying to complete everything else. What made me giggle was that my dog Phineas was just standing nearby and watching me. He seemed to be contemplating me and wondering, why all the fuss? Then he'd just yawn as though that level of activity was exhausting him as well. This made my heart smile. He's got a good point. There's only so much we can do in a day, and much of the time we can just hope for the best. Whether it's working on way too many deadlines at once or trying to create a little piece of art in just a few precious minutes. Where I might have felt stress, Phineas helped me remember that life is best lived one step at a time. Indeed, I've mentioned before that Phineas doesn't really like owls. Tonight, Philippe wasn't around when I finished, so I showed my doodle wash to Phineas as my first audience. He flinched, but I had to assume that meant it was a good likeness. Or at least that's what I want to believe. Despite feeling a touch tired, I'm in a really fabulous mood. And for this, I have making art to credit. Taking just a few moments to stop listening to the world and worrying about the world to simply stare at it. To take a moment to contemplate what actually is rather than worry about what might happen next. That's the most amazingly therapeutic thing indeed. We're living through very troubled times, but each time I look at the world with an artist's eye, I can still find beauty there. There's hope in every piece of nature and every sparkle of our best human natures. It can be difficult to see if we think too much, but if we just allow our hearts to guide us, we'll always see the world with wise eyes. VHS Memories When I was a kid and there was nothing I wanted to watch on television, the VHS tape was my hero. This wondrous and modern technology came out in the late 70s, just in time for me to enjoy my favorite cartoons, and even throughout high school to enjoy movies and, well, my favorite cartoons. The fact that you could record television shows on a VHS tape made it seem almost too good to be true. We had stacks and stacks of these oversized cassette tapes, which were later transferred to boxes. There were also a handful of VHS tapes that had some of my theater performances on them, but I'm no longer sure where they are today. They may surface one day in a box in the garage, but with no VHS player to view them anymore, they'll simply be physical artifacts rather than a relivable memory. Though if I ever do find them, I might consider tracking down a player just out of curiosity. I remember carefully making recorded VHS tapes so nobody else in the family would record over them and destroy what I'd recorded. This of course still happened occasionally, creating a bizarre show that starts with a football game and then abruptly switches to a scene with Elmer Fudd taunting Bugs Bunny. But I have fond memories of them still. Of course, by the turn of the most recent century, DVDs came to replace these bulky tapes, and today, Blu-ray has replaced DVDs, and streaming media removes the need for any physical media at all. While certainly more convenient than having boxes of tapes to dig through, I rather enjoyed digging through those boxes of VHS tapes. It was like a treasure chest of stories. I have to admit that I love having digital movies and even books so I can take my stories with me wherever I go, but I do sometimes miss having a physical object as well. I'm not sure why, but it made each book and movie feel more important somehow. A trophy of sorts, and each one was unique. 
Today, as everything turns to bits of data, it all sort of becomes an endless stream of sameness. I loved going to the rental store to rent a VHS tape and later DVD. It was shopping for a specific thing to do that evening and became an event in itself. Since it took a bit of extra effort, the chosen movie was a bigger deal. Now entertainment has become like using a dating app where you can endlessly swipe right or left as you go with no real thought in the moment of actually committing to anything. Though yes, we can now binge watch just about any show imaginable now, which is definitely fun sometimes. But Philippe and I still choose to only watch one little thing each day on television, reliving those old times a bit, I guess. Though rather than a television, we watch it on an iPad now instead. Having run out of shows that were holding our interest, we recently opted to watch old episodes of the original Twilight Zone. This was mostly due to the fact that most of them are less than 30 minutes in length. A terribly short attention span is something we both share in common. I remembered some of the episodes we watched from when I saw them as a kid, and I was amazed at how they are still relevant today. No matter how bizarre the story, they were all really timeless stories about the human condition. As much as things change when it comes to technology, we humans have remained rather consistent. And even if I no longer have those tapes from so many years ago, the experience is still locked in my mind and all of the wonderful stories embedded in my heart. Though life continues to lurch forward with change, I still have the fondest VHS memories. In this moment. For a prompt of lotus flower once, I sketched a single blossom being admired by a little frog. The lotus blossom is a symbol of enlightenment and hope. It rises out of the murkiest of waters and still manages to bloom. It's my sincere hope that this troubled world will one day rise up and bloom with a spirit of community and equality. Nature always reminds me that we're all connected as one. We are all equal. And we are far stronger when we come together and share our art and our voice. Sketching always brings me to a place of Zen that provides a moment of quiet meditation. I let my own internal thoughts guide me to create something, and I'm always led to creating images of happiness and hope. I have to believe that this is what the world is meant to be like, one born out of peace and harmony. At least in my own childlike way, I know that this better world is the one that we all deserve. Though I know there are lots of people who like to plan what they create, I tend to just grab for whatever inspires me in the moment. In truth, I think I've done this since I was a child. I've never liked to fuss over lots of planning and organization. I'd be hit with a burst of creativity and then jump in head first and start making something. I've always thought this was a terrible approach, really, and one that just wasn't thoughtful enough. Then I saw an interview with a writer who was talking about how she jumped in and began writing her stories, letting the characters guide her. Indeed, she'd call out to her husband and remark on something funny that one of her characters just said. Sure, she wrote the dialogue, but she didn't plan to write it. It surprised her in the very moment that it appeared. I think that's my favorite part of creating something. When the very act of doing it reveals the direction the idea should travel next, I love an organic process where things grow as they should and I get to just be surprised along the way as to how everything turns out. 
And better yet, I'm never disappointed because I simply forgot to set any real expectations. I certainly hope that whatever I create turns out to be something rather lovely, but that's certainly never the goal. I just want to make new things. Things I've never quite seen before I made them. I want to go to that special place I found where I get to live inside my own world and shut the other world out for just a moment. Then return with renewed thinking as to how I might do my part to help during these troubled times. My world is one filled with light and hope and love for the unparalleled beauty found in nature. When I'm sketching stuff, I put all of my hopes and dreams into what I'm making. I'm mesmerized as I once again enjoy that enlightening feeling of finding hope in this moment. Thanks so much for listening to the Sketching Stuff podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and new episodes will be added bi-weekly. Visit me at sketchingstuff.com to share your comments and stories. Thank you.